It's the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent ETA and... Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. Follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. All right, this week's episode... Part three of the slideshow, the the art of uh, the art of deception, the Edward Snowden thing. You know, hey, this is part three. If you guys don't know what we're up to by now, then uh, check out our previous episodes. But yeah, anyways, we're gonna start in here right up on slide number thirty. We're starting where we left off, and it's a good one. Would you like to start us off on this one, Agent ETA? Yeah. So this basically, it's it's a uh, political cartoon is is the way it's like set up the type of cartoon uh, um, that's depicted here, and uh, at the top uh, by the first first of all um, at the top it says it's by Tom Fishborn, and uh, it's labeled Brand Camp. So, so what they're talking about is a brand, right? Any any given brand that you're you're uh, you see out there in the uh, in the world, and it says new product adoption at the top left in a big black box. And so what it's depicting, basically, it has a hill in the middle of it, and there's um, a box with legs and arm, and legs and arms, and it's uh, coming over this hill, rising at the top, and then going down the slope. It's, it's kind of like a, almost like a, I guess you could say somewhat of a graph, would you say? Yeah, it does kind of look Agent like Anderson? a graph a little bit. Kind of could be, the you know, you could uh, see it in that way, uh, I suppose, but... At the beginning of it, um, to the far left, it's, uh, it has this guy, the box is like slipping and kind of falling on its face and it says, oof, I'm pathetic. Below it, it has a, a person pointing up saying, wow, um, innovators, you know? Yeah. And uh, what, what do you think that's referencing? Just like the, the, the beginning of an idea or like the release of, of an idea that people are interested in? What, what do you think that represents? Well, so I, what I think this is, is it's the product cycle with the consumer oh, yeah, on yeah. top and the people running the business on the bottom. So the innovator would be the person creating the product and he's looking at the consumer okay. saying the consumer needs this. So I'm going to make it for them and put it to market. Right. And then mm -hmm. the early adopters, they're saying, Oh, that's a brilliant idea. You know, we're on board with this. And above that it's the, I think, by the way, I think he looks like a piece of toast, our consumer here. But it, who knows? It's open interpretation. He, he kind of, <laughs> you know, he kind of reminded me reminded me a little bit of um, Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Snippy. Yes, which is one of my favorite characters of all time in any cartoon. Was well, one classic. of my favorite heroes? Yeah. Well, hey, I, I tell you what, X ray nipple vision is probably one of the best superpowers of all time. I mean, that's what I always say. And if if you guys are not familiar, uh, dear listener, with the Ren and Snippy show, we're talking about a children's cartoon on Nickelodeon originally. <laughs> With, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Powder Toast Man did have a, a prominent posterior as well as part of his outfit. It's, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. That is true. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, I do. I just did. Do you, do you remember the uh, the traveling nipple salesman? <laughs> not, not until now, no. There's 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 a lot of, uh, oh, I remember uh, um, Varicose Veins by Blamo. Yeah. <laughs> my, I think my favorite was Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence, the board game. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. They had a great jingle. Yeah. A great song to, that, to go along with that one. Oh, was, <laughs> right, so, yeah. Let's get back to the slide. Right, man. right. <laughs> okay. Talking about Rain and Stimpy and shit. So between, yeah, right? <laughs> All right. So between the next section, there's like a little chasm. It says the chasm. 
And then it has the consumer climbing over the chasm. And then the next section says, um, the consumer is, sa- is saying, I think I can, I think I can, as he's climbing up the hill. And underneath of him, there's a crowd of people saying, I heard Ashton Kutcher has one. And then under that, it says early majority, right? So the this mm-hmm. to me, I think they're talking about developing a product. There's a gap there. You have an idea. You ha- You make the idea, no matter how good it is. You have to get people to pay attention to the idea because if you can't do that, it doesn't matter what it is. Nobody's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the chasm is, is trying to get people past okay. that spot where they become aware of the product. But I, who knows? It's open to interpretation. And then on top of the hill, the uh, the consumer now is saying, I'm king of the world. And that's kind of in between spots on the bottom. All right. So once mm-hmm. he gets to the next spot on the bottom, he's saying smooth sailing. This is the consumer. And underneath, mm-hmm. you have another crowd saying, I found it at Sam's Club. So we're looking at basically, they're talking, that's the late majority. And it looks to me like we're just looking at the cycle of adoption, where you have some people will bounce on the idea right away. Other people will wait till their friends have it. And other people will wait till the very end until it's almost obsolete, which is when you can buy it at Sam's Club mm-hmm. or Costco. Because they don't have- Yeah, when you have mass mass distribu- distribution, it's also, it's it's everywhere you look, you know, and and- once a product, uh, typically, unless it's like a, a product that's like, you know, very usable for people and, and people are buying multiple, you know, uh, copies of that product, I guess you could say, then uh, a lot of those products, once they hit that, once they hit that level of distribution, they, they sometimes tend to fade out because like people are, yeah, just, they, they've got it, you know, they're like, all right, that was right. cool. No, it's not. Well, you know? and once stuff ends up at Costco or Sam's Club, it's past its prime and that's when people are no no longer mm, willing mm. to pay a premium for it so they're buying it at the discount yeah. stores nobody wants to put yeah, their that's products probably, you know, that's probably the better point right there yeah nobody wants to put their products straight to costco they want to earn a higher margin earn a higher profit it's just it's just what you would do if you're making a product and I, that's sort of what i think it, the trajectory is and now he's at the bottom of the hill on the right hand side and the consumer says sigh like he's sighing like he's out of energy he looks like he's using an old person's walker or something and then the guy underneath is sitting in his chair saying what new product and then underneath that it says laggards i'm not sure why that would be laggards but it's the end of the product cycle where you have to come up with something new to excite the people again now this is a really weird thing to put in the context of this slideshow and i mentioned earlier on i mentioned i was going to talk about something later on in a previous episode, this is what I meant. I think this ties in the whole slideshow. This ties everything in really well. So you start with a consumer or a, a target, I guess you could say, or a mark at the very left who's, you know, they're pathetic. They're flopping around on the ground. They don't know what's going on. And then you, quote unquote, inform them with what they want to hear. Maybe they want to hear that the CDC is making stuff up about the COVID virus. Maybe they want to hear that the election is fraudulent. Whatever it is that this person is into, they have their data, they have the algorithms to to shoot whatever articles that will catch this person. The person gets excited about that information. They run up the hill. They're amped about it. They're like, yeah, I'm the king of the world. I got this stuff figured out. And then once they're done with that little thing, they get to the bottom of the hill and now they're looking at the next thing. And you could look at one thing you could look at with this would be like the the so-called... Um, outrage culture or cancel culture that we have nowadays where as soon Mm -hmm. as they're done getting pissed off at one celebrity like literally the next day or two days later they're like searching for somebody else to crucify like they're not done they're done with that guy 
they need to find somebody else now. And I, that's what this is all mm-hmm. about. It's this is playing on the psychology of your average person and how to manipulate that psychology. This, this slide, I think is the most important one single slide in the whole thing. It's just, it, I guess maybe not in isolation, but it's just really fascinating that they use this, a marketing slide, how to market a product in the context of this slideshow. It, it's a really good one. I highly recommend anybody listening to go look at this slide for themselves. It's, uh, it kind of blows my mind. Sorry, sorry to take over on this one. What do you have to say about it, uh, ETA? Oh, no, no, I think you said it all, and you probably said it uh, better than I could have right there also. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of your, your, you know, everyday guy, you know, just your, your normal bloke trying to make sense of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm very interested in, in, in all these topics, but I don't have a, a super deep, uh, you know, base of knowledge. Well, I, I mean, not on this type of stuff, at least. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know, whatever, but it's uh, a... It, like I said, on, on pretty much every single one of these slideshow episodes, it confuses the freaking hell out of me. Right. Um, and it also worries, I mean, some the, the little bit of it that I do understand also worries me quite a bit too, because I mean, they're, they're way past us, you know what I mean? As far, as far as the, the way to their goal. Cause I, I would imagine there, there is a, you know, gotta be a goal in mind. Yeah. If you're, you're having a, a lot of these, these type of operations in, in, in existence, so what are they working towards? I know that there's a lot of different uh, conspiracies out there, a lot of different, uh, I, you know, opinions on on what uh, clandestine, oper- you know, organizations or you know what the world elite is working towards. You know, some people think it might be Agenda 21. Yeah, so it, that's that's what it's called, right? Agenda 21. I'm not familiar with Agenda 21. What is that? Is it is it 2141? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, that that one I'm not really too familiar with, but I know that there are a couple different uh, theories about dwindling the world's population down to a more manageable manageable number so you can have like a one world government you know what i mean so there can be you can control the entire world easily you know well more easier than it is now but you know it's it's a part of it is is obviously like one of the old the oldest tactics in the book is is divide and conquer right so if you want to conquer a group of people uh, um you want to move a civilization towards whatever ends to the means that you're planning you divide them first and then present that, res- uh, you know, your solution to them as, you know, a, or, an organic solution. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I believe that's a, a large part of what's happening right now, I guess I could say, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, there, there's there's a lot of uh, interviews you, you can pull up on the Internet nowadays and just watch some of these world leaders, what they're talking about, the, the just some of the words that they're saying alone. A lot of them are talking about this kind of openly, a one world government. And it's, it's been, been going on for decades, you know, mm-hmm. there's a long history of the, this type of, uh, speak in, in political speeches, you know? So I, I don't think it's too unreasonable to really believe that that's happening and that people are trying to push certain societies, especially a lot of Western societies towards that, that end, you know? Yeah. And I think that this slideshow is a big, this type of uh, operation is a big part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, like you're hinting at, the crazy thing is it, it almost doesn't even matter that we have access to this slideshow because we don't know what they're trying to achieve. We can make guesses. We can make educated mm-hmm. guesses. But at the end of the day, we have no idea. So it doesn't even matter if we know how they're doing it because we don't know what their goal is. So what does it matter? You know, their goal, whatever mm-hmm. their goal is, like you remember the previous picture where you have the three cup thing, that like that painting, and then everybody thinks that the mm-hmm. three cup guy is trying to rip them off. Meanwhile, there's a guy pickpocketing them from behind. It's 
that's what yeah. this is all about. Like whatever you think their goal is, it's probably something else that that's like their, that's their whole game is trying to hide what their goal is. So there's, mm-hmm. there's even mm-hmm. a theory that the Edward Snowden leak, like Snowden is actually still an agent and he leaked that stuff on purpose. They wanted him to leak it because it fits their agenda. And I won't go down that rabbit hole because I do want to get through this slideshow on this, this particular episode, <laughs> but I want to cover, maybe cover that in the future because it's pretty interesting. Like just think about that. Yeah. If Snowden leaked this stuff on purpose, how would that fit into their plans? It's crazy, man. It's just, it's insane. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. The next slide, dude. Um, yeah. We got to move at some point yeah. here, <laughs> but we could talk about this, this stuff forever, but the, the next slide shows. Um, all right. So it shows an old tape. That uh, has the, uh, the the tape film pulled out and it's in the shape of a heart, a heart, and I, I guess it looks like it's on um, like red uh, canvas paper of some sort. Yeah, and it has a caption right next to it that says "People make decisions as part of groups," and it also says right below that "People make de- decisions for emotional reasons, not rational ones," and I I would I would heavily agree with that, especially if you're trying to sway. A society, as far as far as their, their opinions or their influences towards a certain direction, um, to have those people making decisions based on emotions or based on part of a group, uh, that's going to make it a lot easier for you to influence yeah. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you could pick any topic. I'll pick a topic that I was having a discussion with uh, pretty pretty recently with uh, Agent Locke, actually, and we're talking mm-hmm. about the topic of abortion. And it's interesting because if it, the the reality of the situation doesn't matter, right? But if I wanted to get the attention of the liberals, all I would have to say would be that, okay, there's, there's a bill and they're trying to take away, you know, your right to, to your, what do they call it? Um, It's like a women's rights issue, right? And they're trying to stop your women's rights or whatever. You could phrase it to catch their attention, right? And then the same story, you could get the people on the right, you could get their attention by saying this bill is trying to murder children, right? It doesn't, the bill could be about Mm. agriculture, something completely different. The reality of the situation doesn't make any difference. It's about getting people's attention and manipulating them to do what you want them to. And that's like this slide. There's not much to this slide. Um, Like you could say, okay, so the cassette that's, you know, back in the day before CDs or whatever, it's like an eight track kind of. And uh, I think the heart, I think what that means is like, it's has to do with music because music people listen to it and it, it like, they get emotional about it and like it gets people fired up, but they don't really listen to the words a lot of the time. Even like one of my favorite examples is little girls by Oingo Boingo. I've actually heard people singing that Oh, oh yeah, because it's a very, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a very catchy tune. I've been caught singing that to myself myself. But if you take a minute and listen to the words, you're like, whoa, 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 hold on, dude. That's like Epstein's theme song right there. I mean, holy crap, dude. It is. Yeah. But I think that's kind of like what this is alluding to on this <clears throat> slide is that the the truth of the matter doesn't really matter. It's it's how you can use, you know, key things to manipulate people that may not have any basis mm-hmm. in fact whatsoever. If I don't know if that if that convoluted expl- explanation made any sense or not. <laughs> 
Well, and you can use people's emotions to against them yeah. to, to sway them. Yeah, exactly. You know? I guess, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Uh, maybe I'll edit out all the other stuff and just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. that's good content. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> all right, let's go to slide 32. Oh, my God, we're only on 32. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we got we to gotta put some kind of schedule to this. We got to get. All right, the next slide, 32, it has a caption that says social creativity. And there's three circles in the middle. It looks kind of like a flow chart, green circles. And the first circle to the left says seed. The one in the middle says convert. And the one to the right says share. And there's arrows between seed and convert, arrows between convert and share. And then there's arrows on the top and bottom of the circles between seed and share. So all of the circles are connected to each other with arrows, but the arrows in the middle connecting seed convert and convert share are thicker. And at the bottom, it says passion, density, and empowerment in quotations. Like that's a quote. Mm. I don't recognize what that's a quote from. Um, so social creativity, I guess you're seeding ideas. You're changing people's minds. That's what convert means. And then you're getting them to share. I don't know. This is a weird one. What do you make of this one, ETA? I don't know, man. It reminds <laughs> me of like the schematic for like a, a power plant of some sort, like, you know, like a steam steam uh, engine or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It does. You put put a couple of squigglies in there. It could be like an electrical <laughs> diagram, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm at a loss for this one. I got to I gotta admit it. I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's move along. <laughs> next slide. <laughs> all right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the next slide, um, what is that? Uh, is that the Iranian flag? I think it is. There? I think it is the Iranian flag. And there's a guy on a poster in the, to the right that if I was like a smarter person and I paid attention to world events, I would probably know who that is because – you don't just bring a picture of somebody to a rally, right? It's got to be somebody important, but yeah, it's it's usually some some type of eulogy or something. Yeah, you know that person probably has died, and, and somehow uh, people are are up in arms about it, you know. But it looks uh, so. This picture is, is a, a group of a large group of of uh, it looks like Iranian women, I believe, and um, under it right there, and they're they're all waving flags. It looks like they're demonstrating. Yes, I, I think they're out in the streets of some city. You can see a, a bunch of high-rise uh, apartment buildings behind him. It looks like that. And I, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but but it looks like I believe in an Iranian flag uh, that they're waving. Um, under it, it says, it, it says, "Do you love your brand?" Your brand. Uh, but it says, "Do you heart your brand?" Can Can I just have a moment here? What? Sure. The fuck? <laughs> like these are what the what the fuck do these people? So these it's just women here. And they're wearing those. Uh, yeah. What is it? Is it burkas? Those those head things, head scarves, right? He hijab. Yeah, he is hijab. Okay, uh, I, apolo yeah. I apologize to anybody out there. I don't know the correct terminology, but anyways, like you're saying, these women look very passionate, and it, it's this. Do you heart your brand? It's like saying like basically what this slide is saying to me is like whatever your personal beliefs are, it's just bullshit. None of that. None of it is real, right? Like. Islam's mm -hmm. not real. Christianity's not real. Whatever politics you're into are not real. Maybe you're a gamer. That's not real. Uh, None of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking on Google Images right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. That does not look like the Iranian flag. Oh, what does it look like? At least, uh, well, the Iranian flag is is uh, green at the top, white in the middle, and then red at the bottom. Oh, it has a, uh, okay. a symbol in the middle that I, I believe means God, I think, in some kind of uh, Arabic. Okay, let me let me finish my thought I think. my thought real quick here. So yeah, by my bad. By calling these people are very, <laughs> very fired up about something. People don't get together in the street like this unless they're very passionate about something. Calling this yeah. a brand, 
with these women wearing these clothing, calling Islam a brand, not a religion. That's a pretty strong statement. And I think they're saying that this is just another flavor of, of whatever it is we're trying to manipulate here. And it just, if this is your brand, we know how to push you in the direction we want you to go. That's what this picture says to me. So, okay. Sorry to interrupt there, mm-hmm. ETA. Oh, no, that's right. Actually, um, I found out right now I was looking through it. That's the Egyptian flag. Egyptian. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at my flags. It look, it, does it look anything like the Iranian flag or am I going to have to edit that out because we're sound like total idiots? Well, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a, it's the same kind of, um, I mean the type of flag, uh-huh. it's just the colors are, are, are different. You know, right. it has, it has, uh, three stripes of colors that they go from top to bottom, um, and left to right, you know, or whatever, right to left doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, and instead of, instead of the, uh, the the other color combination is it's red white and black instead of uh um what was it green white and red i think right? okay yeah i thought I, I thought it was three stripes i don't know i'm an idiot don't listen to me <laughs> it is three well it has three stripes and an eagle and like a kind of like a um a bit of like a golden eagle on the middle of it i think I, i'm not sure if it's an eagle or not but what do you what do you make anyways, of this one eta well, I think it kind of comments on the influence that uh, potentially religion can have over masses of people mm-hmm. and how they can use that religion um, to sway a population in a certain direction. You know what I mean? Or, or maybe use a, you know, create an enemy or a foe for those people to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you want to to move a large population of people towards a certain goal, um, typically throughout history, I've noticed that, that a lot of those goals tend to be geared towards war or, or, you know, towards having an enemy, so something to work towards at the very least. I mean, I, there's other things that there's other examples that people have, um, you know, put great effort towards like, like, a you know, um, effort towards, uh, protecting yourself or, or large populations against uh, natural disasters, perhaps, you know, or, you know, doing stuff like, uh, building large dams or something, you know, there's, there's other efforts that people, you know, can, can get behind and, and work towards. But when you want to change society, you know, and, and steer it a, a certain way, you got to use, you know, the, the fulcrums that you have in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's a, a good analogy or not, but uh, makes sense there's certain me. pivot, there's certain pivot points that, that you can use that, you know, they're going to be heartstrings that you can tug on that you can, you can get people on your side because if you present information in a certain way, it's going to, um, you know, it's, it's going to piss piss them off. I guess you could say. I know I'm speaking in great generalities here. Yeah. But I'm trying. I'm just. I'm just trying to cover, you know, the a broad spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to be stepping back and looking looking at a subject from the outside. You know what I mean? Right. I'm trying to have the most the broadest opinion and trying to have the broadest understanding as I can. I don't know if I do or not, but that's what generally I try to do. You know what I mean? Do you find it a little strange that a lot of, well, I don't know about how many, but there's, it seems to be a lot of slides with people who appear to be Islam wearing the, the traditional headdress and specifically Islamic women. Uh, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of a little bit weird, right? I don't know. Like what, why don't they have any Karens well, in this I, thing? I you know, know. It's, throw a couple Karens in there. I yeah, don't see any Karens. It's all, and where's it's, all the, where's all the Karens at over here? It, it's all Islamic. <laughs> well, women. I mean, maybe these might be Islamic Karens because they're they are out in the street yelling and, and complaining about stuff I think maybe yeah, uh, I don't know. maybe unless they're celebrating maybe yeah. we're taking this uh, the wrong way maybe this is actually a celebration it's well it's hard you know? it's hard to tell I don't know it could be a celebration it could be a protest but they definitely seem like they're fired well, up about something they 
Yeah, they, they look like they're all, oh, quite a few of them are yelling about something. Yeah. I, I don't see, I don't necessarily know if uh, they have happy faces, the ones that aren't, are not yelling. Some of them may, may be a defiant face. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if this is this. I, I would lean against protest. The lady to as, the as a, right. What this is depicting. The lady to the right, and she's got kind of like a, a gray head scarf. Um, she looks kind of mm-hmm. neutral. She doesn't look angry or sad. She just kind of has a neutral expression on her face. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's not a protest. Maybe it's like a celebration. Maybe it's uh, some kind of uh, national celebration day or some kind of religious holiday or I don't know. Could be anything. Yeah, I'm not sure. So let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, slide here. Yes. <laughs> this uh, this reminds me of a uh, good old Trader Joe's. I think. Yeah. It's, it's Whole Foods, <laughs> to be honest. It has so yeah, yeah, Whole Foods, yeah. But but it has so it's it's, it's a big blackboard. It has a uh, a picture of a buffalo, a buffalo's head, um, in chalk, different colored chalk, brown, you know, white and black, dri- uh, drawn on the on the left, and um, then it has on the right Whole Foods Market fresh ground buffalo, four ninety nine a pound, regular five ninety nine a pound. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. What do you think this is referencing? I mean. Uh, maybe if I had to go out on a limb, I'd say maybe if you buy fresh ground Buffalo, maybe it's really just ground beef and they're just lying to you. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I kind of thought. Of, yeah. I kind of thought that's that same thing as well. Like, yeah. so what does this mean exactly? So it doesn't matter where you buy your, your food, whether you think it's organic or whether you think it's a, a, a better quality, if you're buying it like in a, a, a chain store of some sort, maybe. Yeah. It probably is just regular ground beef or something that has been repackaged and, and presented in a, a different way. You know. Yeah, I've I know for a fact that they do that with fish because we're running out of fish. So oh, yeah. if you go to the store and, chicken. and you buy like so-called salmon or tuna, chances are it's actually mm-hmm. not salmon or tuna. It's something else that tastes similar that they're just calling it that, mm-hmm. but it's some other fish that you've never heard of. But I don't know. Yeah, and they'll inject dyes and stuff into it to make it look like a, the desirable meat. You know, and that there's been, there's been, there's been other companies also, um, trying to sell like, like a freshly caught salmon, but it turns out it was actually like a farm raised or, yeah. you know, like the fisheries that, you know, I, I forget what they're called. Are they farm or are they fisheries? What, what yeah. Are they called? I think they call them that? farm fish. I don't, I'm not really up to speed. Farm fish or something. Did you notice what on this slide how it has a padlock on the lower right hand corner? That's kind of weird. I did. Yes. Like somebody put it that there. It seems like one of those. Right. That's well. Is that is that one of those icons from uh, Windows Word uh, or uh, one 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 of uh, the Windows like if you have like the uh, you know like the Windows notifications like the the uh, um, I don't know. I use LibreOffice. It Word where, it's free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That that looks like a generic. I, I swear to God, I've seen that that lock that specific lock with that that little shine like a uh, glaze uh, thing over over the lock the 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 pad itself. Yeah. I swear I've seen that somewhere. That looks really familiar to me, but I don't know where. All right, let's move on to the next the next two slideshows, um, or next three slideshows actually. These are these are our kind of slideshows right here. Yeah. Th- so slideshows. I say slideshow slides. So slides number thirty five, thirty six. Hey, I said it too. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. Thirty five, thirty six, <laughs> and thirty seven. This is actually how I found this slideshow in the first place. Because I was looking on the uh, the UFO forums on um, Above Top Secret, and somebody mentioned this slideshow, and then uh, then I went down the rabbit hole. But they were mentioning these specific pictures, and these are pictures of UFOs 
which in and of itself is kind of weird to put into this slideshow because um, without going on too much of a tangent, it's been believed for a long time by a lot of people that are interested in the UFO topic that a great deal of UFO information out there is actually false and it's put out there for other reasons, for some sort of information oper- operation or whatever. It's put out there for, for deception. Yeah, it's put out there for deception. It's not put out there because they're real UFOs or because aliens are here. It's put out there for some other reason, you know, freak out the Russians or whatever mm-hmm. it is they're trying to achieve. Who knows? But these slides, all three of these slides are known, uh, known fake pictures. None of these are actually UFOs. They're all. So mm-hmm. the first one on slide, um, slide number 35, that says at the bottom of the picture, Redbud, Illinois, April 23, 1950. This is a known hoax. It's a hubcap that was thrown through the air and a picture was snapped of it. And then mm-hmm. the next one, which is uh, 30, slide number 36, it's got four little pictures of a shiny object that could be literally anything. Well, guess what? It's actually a Mylar balloon, one of those silver party balloons you can get at the grocery store. And Yeah, literally anything. Yeah, but um, I forget who figured these out, Who? but somebody actually analyzed these pictures and figured out exactly what they were. I wish I could give them credit, but um, it's been a while since I actually I figured out, since I saw who did that. But anyways, whoever did it, thanks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a Mylar balloon. And um, slide number 37, Do you, can you tell what this one is, AGNETA? I mean, if I were to guess, I mean, because I, I honestly don't know. I, like you said, all three of these were debunked, and uh, but this one I'm not sure. I would guess, uh, let's see. Let's see. Hell, I don't know. Uh, a, a plate thrown that's wobbling <laughs> along with a... I don't know, dude. Like, it, it does look like a plate, but no, this is actually a bird flying by a camera. And oh, because okay. it's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now that you said that, actually, yeah, that looks exactly like a bird with its wings up. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that the tricks that your eye plays on you. Yeah. Thinking, all right. So, because I wasn't familiar with this picture that when I first looked at it, like I was like, oh, okay. That, that could, you know, if you didn't know that this was a fake picture, I could totally see that that's like, like yeah, a flying saucer with like a you know, a top to it, you know, a top on it. And, uh, but yeah, now that you said it's a bird, no, that totally looks like a bird in, in mid, um, flap, you know? And if you're excited about the topic of UFOs, even if you're on the skeptical side of things a little bit, you might still look at this and you might think that it's a legit UFO just because you kind of want it to be, even if it's just subconsciously. And I think that's all they're really doing with these pictures. I'm not sure this slideshow or this particular project in and of itself has much to do with UFOs. I think they're just using this as an example mm-hmm. of how people misinterpret things that are pretty normal everyday things like a balloon or a bird. And they look at that and they think, well, this is, this is an alien flying craft. And I just, I think mm-hmm. it just ties into the rest of the slideshow. And that, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about this if, if for me, but. Well, do you think it, it ties into the next slide? Uh, well, I, I would, yeah, this. Cause I mean, we were just talking about hubcaps after this, all. This this next slide <laughs> is kind of weird. Why don't you walk us through this one, ETA? It's two pictures, one um, overlaid over the other. Um, I'll talk about the picture that's in the background first. Uh, the the picture is devised of two different pictures side by side. Uh, there's a wheel of a wooden cart. It looks like old and decrepit and, and weathered, um, but it looks like like a a wheel from an old wooden like. Um, cart from like, you know, the, the old West or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a wagon, a wagon wheel. 
And uh, the other wheel is like a, it looks like, to be honest, I don't know if this is a hubcap. It kind of looks like a hubcap, but one of those hubcaps that, that's um, that's fashioned fashioned in a way to look like a, a spoked wheel, like a, one of those Dayton wheels. Um, if our listeners are familiar with that, uh, one of those old like low rider kind of spoked wheels, but it, uh, the tire itself has a red ring around it. But it, it looks like a tire to me that's like um, would have been on a vehicle from like the 50s or early 60s. I'm thinking some some something in that realm. And then uh, the picture in front of it has um, a Nikon camera to the left. And it, it looks like a newer version of a, a Nikon camera, something you could probably buy in the stores nowadays if, if you go, you know, buy a camera that has actual film um, still, you know. And then to the right of that has, uh, I believe that's an iPhone. It looks like something, I'm, I'm guessing, in the realm of um, a 6S Plus or something newer, uh, something more recent. But it's an iPhone with a um, a shutter on on the screen, um, fully closed. What I'm I'm assuming it's referencing is the ability for for the phone at least uh, for everybody to to you know have a phone. I mean, have a, a camera on them, a video recorder. So so all right. So it's obviously what I, to me it's, de- it's depicting a progression of technology you know what i mean mm-hmm. so from the wagon wheel to the newer like a uh, radius ply wheel or whatever it is you know what i mean a newer you know more reliable type of wheel from the old school camera that used film to uh, an iphone or you know this this supercomputer that you carry in your pocket every day you know that has more computing power than the first uh, spaceship that went to the moon you know what i mean uh, far more I don't know how many thousands of times more computing power it has. It might have millions of more. I don't know, but um, I think that's that's what this slide is kind of kind of uh, depicting. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, when I first looked at it, I didn't have a clue. I was just like, all right, well, let's move on to the next one. I don't know, but yeah, I think you're dead on with that because it shows. Yeah, you're right. It shows the wheels and then the um op- well, hot dog. It's the first time <laughs> I do believe. <laughs> but what what I still find confusing is why do they use wheels as as an example, but Maybe it's just because like a wheel, that's, that's like the first thing people invented after fire. Right. So it's just, it's a good generic example uh-huh. maybe. And then cameras and stuff obviously is, is more important. I think to this slide, the, the series of slides, because everybody nowadays has a camera on them. They all have uh, access to the internet usually generally, you know, so the access to information is a, is a big part of that too. You know, so we're all moved and influenced by information that we receive, right? So having having that 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 uh that that phone in your pocket at all times, I mean, d- depending on how you have your notifications for whatever whatever apps you have on your phone set up, I mean, shit, if you have all the notifications open, where you're just like you're just wanting constant fucking feedback, was some some people do. I mean, some some people, you know, we, we've seen, you know, everybody nowadays, you know, that has iPhones and has a uh, you know uh, Android phones or whatever kind of phone you have uh, access to the internet the smartphone era you know um, if you have all your damn notifications on you know that you're constantly being hit with all kinds of fucking bullshit notifications you know if you're on if if you're just on like Facebook Instagram um, and Twitter those three alone if you li- if you leave all all those notifications on and say if you have uh, even just maybe 50 friends on each, right? 50 people that you're following, whatever it is, you know, you're probably going to be hit up with, with notifications constantly, constantly, you know, and I think most people probably have, you know, at least that much or more, you know, 
some people have a, a great deal amount of more, uh, more, you know, people that they're following or people that are following them, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, it, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, for deception, for the art of deception, it's a, it's a, the perfect tool, I think. Perfect tool, especially because of how, how dependent we've, we've been made, you know, to, you know, how, how much we, we, we uh, rely on these phones. There's a lot of people that like that pay the majority of their bills on their phone. You know what I mean? They they don't know what number to call on in real life to to go pay their electric bill or to go pay their credit card bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's an app on their phone. You know, so if their phone would go down uh, and they didn't have access to that anymore, they would they wouldn't have the ability to to take care of just their their freaking utilities. You know? I don't know. Like I said, I, I know I, I went off on this great tangent, but like uh. Yeah, dude, it, it's a uh, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, it's quite the the tool of control. Yeah, it's it's weird, and just the the way this particular slides arranged, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I don't know. It's a weird one. All right, let's let's go on to the next slide, which is slide number thirty nine, and yes. this one says Strand Three Online Human or Human Intelligence, and it has the uh, the OCAA Online Covert Action Accreditation which I still plan to uh, apply to that program at some point as their little logo. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking maybe strand. Remember what last episode we're talking about, like, why would they, what does that even mean? Strand? Maybe mm-hmm. they mean like mm-hmm. strand of hair, like as a thread or something, but I'm not sure how that would make sense in this context, but uh, whatever. Anyways, that's all there is to that slide. It does. It's not a whole lot there. And then the next slide we'll talk about is number 40. So this one, it says ocean in the middle in like a black rectangle box and it has a picture of an ocean or waves behind it. And then at the bottom, it says openness, contentiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So it's got, that's, it's like an acronym. So O C E A N ocean, openness, contentiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, which um, I can only assume this is what they're trying to do to people to manipulate them they want them to be open to to new ideas or open to the manipulation and open as well with sharing their own opinions so you can use those to manipulate them contentiousness because maybe that's like a really that's a very effective way to engage somebody is if you just say oh yeah nice shoes whatever people don't really care but if you say hey yo your shoes are shit yo then they're going to they're going to that's going to grab their attention a lot stronger than if you just say yeah I like your shoes um extroversion i guess that's sort of the online world we live in everybody's extroverted i don't know and uh, the, there's a lot more ex- extroverts i i think nowadays yeah like like facebook is entirely built on extroversion like hey okay newsflash for everybody on facebook i don't give a fuck what you had for lunch today all right just want to get that out there mm-hmm. <laughs> but well most most uh most uh social media nowadays is kind of kind of uh just i mean it promotes that yeah. you know and then there's agreeableness, which that, I guess that counteracts contentiousness. If you're just a, a contentious pain in the ass the whole time, maybe people start to ignore you, but you have to be agreeable sometime, I guess. I don't know. And so then, then we have neuroticism, which is kind of the, the alarming word on this page, because are they trying to cause that? Or are they trying to find people who already have that? I don't know. It's just a little mm-hmm. weird. What do you make of this one, ETA? 
Well, I think most people will probably already have that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something you just kind of pick up on. You know, I mean, that's that's probably a big part of your personality. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, well, let's let's go on to the next slide here. All right. So the next slide is uh, it just has three terms on it, and it has arrows leading from one to the next in in a clockwise. Hold on, just a second. So, just as a reminder, this is slide number forty-one for anybody following along. Oh yes. Yes, the full one. All right. So, yeah, so it has three terms, um, arrows leading from left to right in a clockwise manner. Uh, I'll start on the left here on the top. Uh, liking, then it goes to certainty, then disclosure. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I don't know, man. Like, is that the thought process that, that yeah. some people go through maybe while being influenced by by this this uh, bullshit? I guess. I mean, that's. I keep wishing we had the audio presentation to go along with this because – I guess like liking, that's a big thing on every social media, whether it's, you know, but then Instagram or that, whatever. That yeah. That doesn't make any sense though with uh, disclosure. Yeah. Like that. So we talk about disclosure in the world of UFOs, meaning that they're going to disclose the aliens actually exist, but I don't think that's what they're talking about here. I don't know this one. I can't really, this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's kind of too far out of context. I don't know. Oh, What's going on here? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Oh shit. What happened? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I don't I don't know. Well, yeah, you cut out for for quite some time there, like for about like a good solid like 6 seconds. Well, that's not suspicious. Is <laughs> <laughs> how come No, I, I was listening to what you were saying and then it just cut out and I was waiting for you to come back and I was I was like, ah, okay, when is he coming back here? And and finally he did. Oh, weird. Like, why do why is it that we have the most problems on Skype when we're talking about conspiracies? It like always as soon as we hit those keywords, man, this stuff starts cutting out. It's so weird. Like I'm <laughs> maybe I'm paranoid, but I am convinced they're listening in on us. They're gonna I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and they're gonna show up at my door and they're gonna haul me away and my kids are gonna never <laughs> Sir, know my father their father. Come with me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accuse me of some. What do you mean, just sir? Do you know my name? They're going to accuse me of some nefarious stuff that I never did in a place I've never even been, (laughs) but it'll stick because they wanted to, you know. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. If they wanted to, they could. All right, let's let's move on to slide number 42 here. Hey, we're in the home stretch, dude. All right. Oh, hot dog. How how many slides are there? 50. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So this one. It's, it's like a list of, it's got some big words and then some bullet points under those words, sort of like an outline. Yeah. That's too many syllables, man. You, you want to, you want to take this yeah, one? Yeah. It's a, so the nice. first category, it says mirroring <laughs> people copy each other while in social interaction with them. And then under that, the little bullet points are body language, language cues, expressions, eye movements, and emotions. And I think that's a hundred percent real thing because if you ever hung out with somebody who's got like an accent and then you hang out mm-hmm. there for a couple of days and you find yourself, or at least me, I find myself like, I'll slip an accent in there from wherever they're from. And it's like, wait, why am I talking like that? And then I start getting tripped out about it. Cause like, it's just weird. Especially if you, if you travel to a foreign country and you spend some kind of any kind of time there, yeah. you know, longer than like a, a short vacation. Yeah. You probably start picking up, but you, you, well, you're just trying to, you, you're just trying to like really kind of, um, I think, uh, you know, like. Survive in your surroundings, right. I guess, at a, at a primal level. You're trying to accommodate yourself to your own uh, surroundings. Yeah. You know and I mean? as far as the context of this slideshow, this is pretty obvious to me that if you want to manipulate people, try to get them to mirror you in whatever way you're trying to lead them. I, that could be any number of ways. 
But I mean, that's how I interpret that one. I mean, that could be uh, that that's a one modern day representation of that could be just how like, you know, you see people that are protesting nowadays for whatever reason. Yeah. It's always the same slogans that that you you see repeated, you know, and people are just regurgitating bullshit that they've heard wherever they heard it, you know. And um I'm I'm convinced that most people especially I mean, I'll speak openly about this shit. I mean, socialism nowadays like in the United States in particular, I think well and 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 in Europe the, the, you see a lot of people, there's kind of a resurgence, you know what I mean, of the support of that ideal structure. But I mean, socialism in particular, the the, the amount of acceptance I, I see towards those ideals nowadays, it, it baffles me. Because we have so much, like, history to draw upon. We know it's a bad idea, you guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that all these, a lot of these ideas are based in, in good intent, I think, at their very root, you know what I mean? But... They don't take into account, you know, human nature. I think in a lot, of, a lot of ways. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, but but at any rate, though, you see a lot of these slogans just ju- just regurgitated and repeated. And I'm convinced that most people that are are repeating this and yelling this stuff in the streets or whatever protests, they 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 really don't have a full understanding of what they're really talking about. You know what I mean? They they for whatever reason they they have a strong feeling that they need to you know um, shout and you know, be angry at something, you know, they, they feel righteous for whatever reason. But like I said, I, I'm convinced that most of them really don't understand what they're, you know, shouting against. Yeah. You know, so the, the second category here is accommodation and it says adjustment of speech patterns and language towards another person in communications. The bullet points being people in conversation tend to converge depends on empathy and other personality traits and possibility of over accommodation and end up looking condescending. And I think this is very similar to the first category mirroring. It's, uh, you know, just a different angle on the same thing. And the third category here is mimicry adoption of specific social traits by the communicator from, uh, from the other participant. And again, it's just, it's more along this mirroring thing where you're, you're uh, adopting, adapting to other people. And then, uh, excuse me. And then at the at the bottom of the slide to the right, it's got a little cloud on there. And so you have a, a slide where you're like, okay, okay, I, I get this. And then they always got to tack on that little what the fuck. It says, question, <laughs> can I game this? Okay. So, yeah, obviously the answer is yes, you can game this or wouldn't be in the slideshow. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the... Let's move on to the next one, unless you got more to say about slide number 42, uh, ETA. No, no, I think we covered it. All right. So the next one, the next one is a, like a pyramid chart. Yeah. It's almost like a, you know, you're, you're common, like a food group, like depiction that you saw from, you know, when you're younger or whatever, you know, the, the, uh, what, what is it called? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, the, the food pyramid. The, yeah. The, the pyramid scheme to get you to buy pizza and shit that you don't need to eat. Um, no, but this, <laughs> this is actually, I know this because it was, um, part of, this is a psychology thing. And I took like a psych one one class back in the day. And this is, um, okay, okay. it's, uh, the hierarchy of needs by Carl Maslow. Let me, I'm going to Google that real quick. Mm-hmm. Cause this was a while ago. I just want to make sure I'm not sounding stupid here. R okay. of needs. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the, the idea is that at the bottom of the pyramid, those are your basic needs. 
So at the bottom, it has mm-hmm. physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest. If you don't have food in your belly, you're not going to be looking for the next book to read. You're going to get food so you don't yeah. die, right? And then right above that mm-hmm. is safety needs, security and safety along the same lines. If somebody's stabbing you in the back with a spear, you're not going to be too worried about, you know, your hobbies. And then mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. the basic needs is the psychological needs. And that's uh, belongingness and love needs, which is intimate relationships and friends. And then esteem needs, mm-hmm. which is prestige and feeling of accomplishment. So that, I mean, that's pretty much self-explanatory. And then the very top of the pyramid here is the self-fulfillment needs, which is self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. And the idea here, if I remember correctly, is that you can't do the stuff at the top of the pyramid unless the stuff underneath of it has been taken care of. So you can't reach your full potential if you're starving to death is kind of the idea. And ironically, this is, um, you know, the army slogan that they used to have in those commercials. I don't know if they still do be all you can be join the army or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's where that comes from. It's from Carl Maslow and his, uh, his hierarchy of needs be all you can be self-actualized. It's, I did not know if that. If you get into it a little further, the self-actualization thing starts to sound a little bit like a religion. It, it's kind of weird, like kind of culty, like you got to, I don't know, like it's almost like a mystical aspect to it. Uh, it. It's interesting, though. You should check it out. Anybody listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And if you do know what I'm talking about, I apologize because I probably got it all wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that. <laughs> I'm sure you get the justice. That's it. what that slide is. And the reason I, I jumped in there is because if you didn't know what it was, then it makes a lot more sense if you know what it is, if you know that, you know, that's where it came from, but. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And on that slide in particular, yeah. I mean, uh, many of these slides in particular, but yeah, if you have that knowledge that, that, uh, sheds a whole new light. You know? Yeah. But basically they're using the, this information. So what, what somebody who studies this would normally, what they would use this information, they might use it for marriage counseling. They might use it for somebody who's depressed and looking to improve their lives a counselor might say, okay, well, what needs do you have that aren't being fulfilled? Let me help this guy out here or this gal out, this couple, whatever. It's to help people. That's the end goal. But here we have a completely mm-hmm. sinister use of it, which is to manipulate people. <laughs> They're using the, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this is very theoretical. This is not necessarily factual, but it is based on on actual research and stuff. So this is useful to mm-hmm. manipulate people. It, it's just... It's cray. It's cray. Well, the next slide. Yeah. The, the next slide's a little bit cray. It's only a little cray, though. Yeah. You know, but so so the next slide is actually it looks like um, an X-ray picture of a human skull, but inside the skull you see three gears interlocked together. You know, and it looks like they're all the same gear ratio. I think, which actually to me is kind of wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But but so to the left of it, it says, "Who are you?" And and what they're referencing i think is is who is the person maybe that we can manipulate yeah maybe i don't know that that's the what what i kind of uh interpret this as right like you have you have different people but a lot of them do fit into specific categories like you know the whole liberal versus conservative thing religious agnostic Mm -hmm. atheist whatever category you want to identify with there are common common things that all of those people will have like in general people who are conservative and Christian are going to be against abortion. Something we, you know, we talked about a little before and um, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I don't want, I don't want to turn this into a political talk because that's, that's not what this show's about. What my point is, is that whatever group you belong to is going to have certain things 
that are common to that group that can be used to manipulate that group. So that's, yeah, like, like you said, I think that's what they're talking about here with this X-ray and these gears that, again, don't make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, it's kind of my takeaway from that slide. All right. So the next slide is another one of those strand slides. It's OCAA has that same uh, four-pronged blue um, emblem with a dot in the middle of it. And then, uh, yeah, it says strand four disruption and computer network attack which uh yeah that's all it says on the on the uh, slide there you know but uh, that's 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 a uh, pretty straightforward right there i think i think i think i just shit my pants a little bit i mean you know let's be honest here <laughs> yeah, attacking attacking what, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> come on all right that's all there is to that one let's move on to slide number 46 yeah which... the next slide 46 kind of reminds me of breaking bad all right you want to tell? I, no, so I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the Breaking Bad connection here. Ah, it's because of green boxes and shit. Okay, that's it. Oh, were there, <laughs> were there green boxes in Breaking Bad? Yeah, dude. Green like boxes. on the, uh, yeah, like on the the, the show's uh, on on the name of the show itself. Like like you know when the uh, oh I see oh okay I see like the periodic table stuff. All right, I get I got gotcha. you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, yeah, dude. But I, you know what you know what uh. I forgot. Well, I forgot about this, but I was listening to some of his old podcasts, and uh, Bill Burr was actually on Breaking Bad. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's kind of like one of the uh, supporting henchmen. Whatever. Yeah, I forgot he was on that show. There, there, was, there, there was that one scene where he's a uh, he's uh, in the uh, storage locker, like it's like one of those like self storage lockers. This is the one that I remember. Yeah, he was in the storage the the self storage locker with um, that big old giant fat black dude that was also like a bodyguard or something like that. Yeah. And the, um, that big old fat dude decides to like lay down on the money. Like they have like, like a big old giant fat brick of money, like a pallet yeah. full of like million, millions of dollars, you know? And he's like, he just like lays down on the money. Like what? You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Have you, have you ever, have you ever taken a nap on this kind of money? I'm just saying like, <laughs> Which, you know. <laughs> by the way, I, I would just like to correct you. The The correct term is gravitationally challenged. Okay. We don't, we don't want to be. I don't give a fuck. We don't dude. want to be Are mean to anybody. Me? Hey. We want to be inclusive. Everybody's hey, no, feelings you know matter. What? I, well, hey, you know what? Then I'm included because I, I'm a bit chubby and, and a bit festively plump myself. So <laughs> I can include I can include myself in that group that might that may have been offended. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can speak for them as well. In, oh, that's in true. My that's opinion. true. Yeah. And I say we are not offended. It's it's okay. So you, you guys don't have to cancel us because you know I'm actually I'm I'm a little gravitationally challenged myself so it's all right it's all good right we can make fun of ourselves wait well, hey, no no I, I just need to work on my core a little bit dude yeah you know? well my thing is like I did so many sit ups it looks it looks like I'm fat but it's actually just a big giant like muscle right it's, yeah yeah me too it looks like a beer belly but it's just a big fucking muscle that I can just if I if I flexed it which I don't do but if I flexed it I could like knock somebody out with it just uh, just whap well, it's crazy. I, I can say from experience when he does flex his core, sometimes it makes like an audible sound that sounds like good dish. You know? <laughs> it's true. It's all true. All right, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this slide. We're getting way too off course here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's, it's got a, but it's got six green boxes and the boxes each have a word and the words from left to right say block, turn, fix, disrupt, limit, and delay. And this is another one of those things where we can interpret what they're trying to say here. I mean, it fits in maybe, but without having the audio presentation, it's kind of hard for me to know what they're really trying to get at here. But 
it's basically manipulating people is I, I guess I don't know what do you think they're they're getting at here with this one ETA yeah it seems to be like a yeah a, a course to run you know what I mean as far as uh, your your way to manipulate yeah and if if this is in the context of disruption and computer network attack this might be referencing something that's like highly technical that we wouldn't actually know about because we're not like you know computer yeah. hacker type people. But yeah. maybe this is talking about like those DDoS attacks or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, so the the next slide, the next slide, it says uh, it starts with at the top. It's just a big white box with uh, with black writing on it. At the top, it says disruption, and then operational playbook. So, so this looks like a. Uh, I mean, I, I guess like a. I mean, is it a synopsis or just like a? A table of context, I guess, or contents, contents. Maybe just like an, an outline to how you would uh, disrupt, I guess. God, yes, you're right. An outline. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I was searching for the term, but then bullet I didn't points. Find it. But I appreciate you though, sir. Yeah. So no, no, it's it's kind of an outline. So yeah, disruption operational playbook. That, that's yeah. the, the title at the beginning. So yeah, it has a bunch of different bullet points, and the the first one is infiltration operation. These are all operations, by the way. The second one is ruse operation. The third one, set piece operation. Next, false flag operation. That one really stood out to me. Yes. Uh, but the next, the one after that, uh, false rescue operation. Then disruption operation and sting operation. Each yeah. one of these separate terms uh, we could talk about for, for a, quite a bit, I think. I mean, each one of these could be maybe like a, at the very least, like a, a 25, 30 minute podcast. At least, yeah. Talking about these type of in, in, uh, operations and, and what they might, you know, uh, you know, entail. Yeah. Whenever I see, I think false flag was on one other slide, if I remember correctly. But whenever I see that, my my uh, initial reaction is, ooh, 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 look, it says false flag. <laughs> it's right there. It says fucking false flag it right it. there. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? One of them false flags I've been hearing about, damn it. Yeah. Why would they use that specific terminology? which means something very specific for like an online, a, it's, I don't know, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, wh what we know of as false flags is, is it's something that has been planned out before, not necessarily always carried out, but it's the type of uh, operation that has been documented throughout history. You know I mean? Yeah. Most people, most people down this, this rabbit hole knows about the, the, the CIA plan to fly a plane into the empire state building during the Cuban, the Cuban crisis, right? Yeah. And if this is your first episode and you haven't gone down the rabbit hole, welcome to the rabbit hole. This is actually 100% true. Look it up yourself. The false flag. It absolutely is. So yeah. a false flag is, means that let's say the United States is going to, they're going to order the air force to bomb a United States asset, like, uh, you know, the, you know, empire states building or the world trade mm -hmm. center or whatever. And they're going to make it look like somebody else did it. And you might say to yourself, well, that's crazy. They would never do that. But the fact of the matter is they have done it. And we have yeah. actual proof that this has been done in the past, not just by us, but by other countries too. And what this yeah. does is it allows us to, I don't know, maybe start a Vietnam war or something like that. It's, well, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things is it brings support of the public into the scenario. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, for for instance, like at the beginning of World War II, at least for the United States, it was the attack on Pearl Harbor. So 
you know, as the story goes, and actually, uh, I believe it full heartedly. I, I think that the there's enough information out there to 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 prove this. Supposedly, there that we were warned by at the very least by Australian intelligence that that you know the fleet to attack Pearl Harbor was on its way. We knew that this fleet was on its way, and historically, we were you know it's very well known that the 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 public in the United States was very against entering World War II. Obviously, that's not what they called it back then, you know. But <laughs> they were very against uh, against uh, entering any any um, amphitheater of war because they basically just said. I mean, they were of the opinion that, hey, it's, it's not our problem. Why should we sacrifice our, our young lives and our, our resources to help these people, you know, when it's not part of our problem, basically, you know? So, you know, obviously, obviously when Pearl Harbor happened, well, now it's our problem, you know? So I, I believe that, that that event actually was allowed to happen in order to create public support, you know? Yeah, there is some plausible evidence for that as well. I've seen, I've looked into that a little bit and, it kind of reminds me of something else. Jeez, uh, I can't imagine what. It might be something uh, there, that we'll have to cover, was, you know, like next month. There was a big event. Yeah. I remember there was this one big event. Uh, no, we'll get to it. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. we'll remember. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. <laughs> but yeah, so on this slide, I think they're just listing different types of operations they can do to disrupt people, you know, like infiltration. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's infiltrating a particular circle of people so that you And can, I would actually... I, I would actually kind of uh, assume as well that there's probably different specialists that that you know specialize in these particular type of operations. Right. Like you know if if you're one of these uh, deception operatives or whatever, then you probably specialize in a certain type of operation or a certain type of deception. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you go through the program and then you go you go get your postdoc and like set piece piece operation. You just got like one guy who does that. Mm -hmm. And like, let's say I'm, I'm not going to go through everyone, but let's just say for a thought experiment for infiltration operation for online operations, perhaps that means infiltrating a particular group. Let's say it's a subreddit that is into a particular topic. So you go into that subreddit and you become part of that community. And then once you're part of that community, you've infiltrated them, then you can start steering them in a particular direction one way or another. Maybe that's what they mean nah, by infiltration. Hey, no. Not that doesn't happen. It's all, it's all, wait, it's all Russian bots. Yeah. Well, it could be Russian bots. That's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. What if the Russian bots are really our bots and they just want us to think that it's Russian bots? I mean, that stuff is in this slideshow. Oh, We've talked about it. It's, it, that's one of the things they would do, but mm -hmm. did they mm -hmm. really, ah, who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, well, you want to bring us into the next slide here? Yeah. So we're talking about slide number 48 here and this one. Is uh, it's got a really interesting title, and it says "Identifying and Exploiting Fracture Points." Oh boy! And it has so it has a sort of like a graph, I guess. It's got sort of like a U and then an upside down U touching in the middle of the page. It kind of makes an hourglass kind of shape, and then mm -hmm. to the left, it says things that push a group together. It's got arrows, and it says shared opposition. Which I mean, you were you were mentioning that earlier, uh, ETA. Which is if you uh -huh. want to if you want to fire up a group of people, find a common enemy that they can all get fired yes. up about. So shared ideology and then common beliefs. And the middle it says tension, and there's an arrow pointing left and then an arrow pointing right connected to each other. So it's kind of like a left right, uh, suggesting that one flows to the other and then maybe it can flow backwards. I don't know. And then to the right it says under the category things that pull a group apart. Personal power, pre-existing cleavages, and competition 
ideological differences. So this is basically just like kind of like a flow chart almost about if you're going to infiltrate a group, what pulls that group together and what pulls that group apart. And obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, how can you influence them from, yeah, from beginning to result? It kind of goes without saying, depending on your goals, you might want to manipulate the group to bring them closer together against a particular opponent that you're trying to get them to go against. Or if you're trying to destroy that group or minimize that group, you might try to pull that group apart by exploiting the things on the right-hand side. So this slide to me seems Mm -hmm. pretty straightforward. What do you think, ETA? I would agree with that. I mean, the the first word, to be quite honest, uh, that I noticed was cleavages, but I mean, that's only because I'm (laughs) a a bit of a degenerate, you know, but I'm willing, at least I'm willing to admit it. All right, we're on the home stretch here, man. Two slides left. Slide number 49. So this oh, hot damn. this slide looks like it's basically, you know, we're about to ready to roll the credits here. And this is sort of the credits. It's got to uh-huh. the left. It's got our good old friend, the OCAA, Online Covert Action Accreditation, my, my future home. That's got that logo. And then it's got some text here. And it says, full rollout complete by early 2013. 150 plus JTRIG, JTRIG, and Ops staff fully trained. Mainstreaming work. Push reduce level one tradecraft to 500 plus GCHQ analysts and relentlessly optimize training and tradecraft. Yeah, that's uh, when somebody so looks like it looks like at the launch of this program, there's at least 650 members yeah. that are, are, are doing their job, you know, they have been trained and are ready to go by 2013 people. So this has been, a, by the mm-hmm. time you find out about it, whatever they're doing now in 2020 is probably a thousand times worse. This is already obsolete. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. Oh, yeah. geez. There's probably a little bit of, a little bit of exponential growth there, I think. And I like the, the last bit here. If, you know, if somebody's trying to fuck you over, you would, you kind of want them to do it relentlessly, right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. optimize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you're going to optimize, let's say you have a franchise, let's say you got a pizza franchise and you want to optimize training and trade craft. You want your employees to be competent and know how to cook their pizzas or whatever. Would you describe yeah. training your employees relentlessly i'm going to relentlessly train my employees that's a kind of a strange way to put it right is it does it seem strange to you is it, is it just me well unless unless the people that you are training have already gone through government programs like for instance the military where uh-huh. you have that type of hierarchy that like you basically have no choice you must fucking do what you're ordered to do yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of this, also, a lot of these these operations are car- compartmentalized and very modular. So, just to illustrate the compartmentalization, some of you may have heard of that, but just to illustrate what that actually means, um, I actually went to Edwards Air Force Base, uh, and we did a tour of the facility. So I was uh, I was thinking about becoming an airplane mechanic in the far distant past, and. When I was an airplane mechanic school, which I eventually I didn't end up doing, but we did a tour. They they took us kind of behind the scenes and showed us some stuff at Edwards Air Force Base. And they showed us one of the things they showed us was the the hose shop, kind of a strange thing to show people. But they showed us the hose shop of that wasn't a gay porn, was it? No, no, no. It was this is uh, Edwards Air Force Base. Um, the, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, so. They had, they had somebody or they had a team, I don't know, a whole team, whatever we're talking about. So 
this is the people who are working on maintaining the F-22 Raptor, which, by the way, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with it, is a bad – that's a bad <laughs> airplane right there, it's man. bad mamma jamma. You yes, guys got to look that up. So the mechanics in charge of doing just the hose – like not even the hoses on all the airplane they showed us they were in charge of one specific hose connecting one component to another component and if you think about like if you open your car hood and you look at like that black hose that connects your radiator to your engine or whatever it kind of looked like that but you know bigger but they showed the mechanics they had a picture of that hose with everything else blacked out and this is what you're supposed to make and they didn't know what it connected to and connected from. They just knew this is the hose. This is the shape of the hose. And that's it. They didn't even get to take the hose to the aircraft. They made the hose. Somebody else took the hose to somebody else who then took it to somebody else who was qualified to install the hose on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And this may seem ridiculous, but this is 100% true. This is what compartmentalization means. If that person making that hose was captured and tortured, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, Mm -hmm. to them, it's just literally a black hose. They could tell you what the hose is made out of. They don't know. It's a hose. They don't know what what it's, they probably don't even know what it's for. They just, they make Mm -hmm. the hose and they hand it off to somebody else who puts it on the airplane. And the same thing happens in intelligence circles you might get an assignment. Well, now I'm extrapolating here because I don't have firsthand knowledge like I do with the hose, but I imagine that if you're working for an intelligence organization, they'll tell you, here's your objective. Your objective might be find out what kind of shoes this person wears, or you need to ruin this person's life or whatever it is. They don't tell you why, and they don't tell you anything else outside of what your specific task is. Your specific task might be befriend this person as this particular online personality or whatever it might happen to be and then hand it off to somebody else who then takes it from there. To wrap up the thought, the reason I'm going into this whole rant is just to illustrate that when they say compartmentalization, it's a real thing. And part of what that is, is it takes responsibility off the operative. They don't know what they're doing and they don't know why they're doing it. They're just given a task and they do it. And I think maybe that ties into like psychological stuff like the Milgram studies If you don't know the impact you're having, it's a lot easier to do your job. We got one last slide, slide number 50. Agent ETA, would you like to lead us out of this uh, slideshow? I could dig it, man. Yes, sir. So the last slide, there's an image image of a man. This man is, uh, he's part of the the magician group Penn Teller. I think, is this Penn or is this Teller? I think it's Teller. This is Teller, yeah. The quiet guy. Yeah, the quiet guy. He's like the uh, the Bob to the silent – or the silent J to the Bob. You know what I mean? Right. But anyways, it has a quote from him from 1998, it looks like. And it says, conjuring without information. With information. So, I, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, whatever. Whichever comes first, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, it's, a, it's an important distinction. Yeah, conjuring with information. So, I think that, that relates heavily to what we're talking about. Um, under it, it has a – it's kind of funny. It has a, a, a quick little – segment that looks like it has two areas that are redacted. Um, yes. What we can see, it says head of human science, JT, uh, JT rig, you know, H S O C. Um, and then NT, I'm sorry, N S T S. Uh, at the very top, it has a, uh, a portion that's redacted. And then right after N S T S, it has a portion that's redacted. 
I, I mean, I don't know what that might be. There, there could be a slide that we've covered previously that, that might actually, uh, you know, might tell us something about this. But off the top of my head, I mean, does that mean that he's a part of this or? No, no. Those So the redacted parts are probably the names of the people involved. And because this was released through a leak, so probably who I, I don't I forget the details, but. Whoever released this particular slideshow probably redacted those names because if, okay, so you might not like what's going on here, but if the head of human science at JTRIG, HSOC, or whatever, and NSTS, whatever that is, that's probably a person's name as well. So if those names got out, that is a security risk. And let's be real, as much as we don't like what we're seeing in this slideshow, we still like America winning over other countries, you know, but yeah, well, I think those redacted, those two redacted, redacted sections. I think the top part is probably the name. Yeah. And the bottom part is probably like, like their position, like oh, okay. the, their actual, like, or I, the, I mean, the position would be head of human science, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It's, I think it's probably two names because um, if they were going to redact stuff, they would have redacted literally the entire slideshow. So I think they're just redacting names here. Maybe it's the, the name and the facility that that person works at. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's it, man. And I think this last slide, I think it's pretty much speaks for itself. It just ties into the whole rest of it. So, I mean, I guess to summarize the whole deal for me, the thing that's really frightening is that this is not being used against, you know, other countries or terrorist cells or whatever. This is being used against anybody and everybody. We don't know who, we don't know why it's probably us and it's probably somebody else. And it's very, very frightening. I guess that's pretty much all I have to say. Everything else I wanted to say, I already said during the whole, the three episodes, I guess. Yeah. And and to piggyback on that, I, I think that these organizations seem to be used against their own populations. Right. It doesn't seem to be focused towards other civilizations, other populations, whatever, other countries, it seems to be focused inwards, you know, um, to direct us towards a certain way to, to, you know, and at a certain goal or something, I don't know really, you know, but, but it, it, it worries the heck out of me, you know, because whatever they're doing is, is extremely advanced and they're far ahead of us as well. I mean, that's obvious, you know, Yeah. but what the hell, I mean, like I said, what I kind of fall back on is, is my belief in, um, a lot of people, a lot of high-ranking government officials and people in power trying to lead us towards a one-world government. That's kind of where I end up, you know? I would follow that up by saying, even though you and I have just gone over this slideshow with a fine-tooth comb um, and we think we know what's going on, I guarantee you these operatives, they would still be able to manipulate us even though we know what they're doing. Oh. They would find well, a way. Me? All right, so – yeah. So if one of these operatives were listening to our, our, our three podcasts here covering this slide, these slides, they would just be like, <laughs> these fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, I mean, some, some, some yeah. of the things that we touched on, they might be like, all right, yeah, all right, they're, they're right on there, you know, maybe, but maybe I'm giving us a little bit too much credit. I don't know. Maybe we need more credit. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that too. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, if I was an operative that, that knew what the hell was going on with this. Yeah, there, there's there's so much that I'm sure that we we just don't have the perspective on to really comment. I mean, to to understand, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess that that wraps. Up. Hey, this is our first three parter, man. First and only, probably. I don't know. I get it. Well, hell, I'll leave the. I'll, let's leave it open. Yeah. Why not have more more multiple parts 
Why not? Episodes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I guess I find to wrap up this whole thing. If you're listening, if you've looked at these slides and you have a different opinion on any of them, we would uh, actually really like to hear from you. So let us know what you think. If you think we got it wrong, if you think that there's stuff we didn't catch on to or whatever, let us know. And uh, also, if you send us an email or whatever, if you don't want us to read it, let us know because you may or may not want to be out there in the public. That's I guess that's that's pretty much that. So thanks for listening. Well, hey, oh, yeah. What? What's up? It's a fun. It's a fun interaction with the community, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod, and you can send us an email at AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to tune in next time for... What are we doing? We're going we're gonna to do Denver? Man, we're doing the Denver Airport, baby, baby! Yeah, all right. Next time, Denver Airport. All right. <laughs>